Oh, such a great track. And that's the choice of Faza in Winterfeld saying, please play Burning Spear. She's mine. And then we got um, a message also from Alda Muzi saying, thank you for playing the song by Burning Spear. I love SAFM from the cleaners up to the DJ. Well, we can go all the way through everybody, the producers, the technical engineers, everybody who makes it happen. Alda uh, uh, Muzi, they are just amazing. So... Thank you very much for your message and hope you loved it. Don't forget, if you do want to hear your Big Fat Juicy, you're still welcome to try and test it out. After 9 o'clock, we have our guest presenter, in which case we'll be playing all her choice songs. Who are we chatting to? Well, we've got a great interview lined up with Dawn Robertson. She's the CEO of the Constitution Hill, and uh, she's going to talk about what happens on the hill, but she's also going to take us back in time where she was uh, coordinating the Gauteng 2010 FIFA World Cup. Uh, or the FIFA 2010 World Cup in Gauteng. And it'll be interesting to hear the kinds of things she had to engage with and what she learned from that as well. Before we go there, it's time for us to move into word domination. And we wanted to celebrate someone who's doing such amazing work in this country. Eleanor Sisulu is the executive director of the Puku Children's Literature Foundation. And uh, she has been working closely with that and also the... Um, reading panel. They've got a background report which has all sorts of recommendations of how we get young children and early childhood development uh, to read, read, read. And also we are celebrating her not just for that hard work but also she is being honoured for that as well when she got given the French Chevalier which is a knighthood um, the Chevalier du Mérite, which is around citizenship and how we work in society. Eleanor, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks, Michelle. Thank you very much, and thank you for the congratulations. Uh, the Chevalier, the same as the Chevalier des Arts et des Lettres. So, okay, so you got, you, you got uh, des Arts et des Lettres? Yes. Ah, yes. sorry, I thought it was the du Mérite. My apologies. I must say, I appreciate your French accent. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get mine to that stage. But oh, you do, you do enough. Mean. I think French accents are really, uh, are they, you know, they're neither here nor there, actually. Let us talk about the incredible work that you are doing, Eleanor. Um, you, in order for us to improve the trajectory of children's literacy, we have to really start being able to understand reading for meaning. How do we get reading for meaning and what is the work that you are able to do through the Puku's children, uh, Puku Children's Literature Foundation in order to make this happen? Well, one, we, tr- we focus on getting a better organized system for selecting, reviewing and curating children's books. In short, to make it easier for parents to find children's books in their language. And I must say, this is if you're looking for English books or Afrikaans books, and especially the Afrikaans community, has done very well about getting all children's books in Afrikaans. Uh, that's not the case with our other languages. So one way we're doing it is to have a, a catalog in each and every language uh, of recommended books. So we've, ju- we've just launched on the 7th of March with the National Library, uh, UNISA, EB, Bibliones, a catalog of 100 uh, recommended books for Isitosa. Now, the Tosa books, um, we will then pu- uh, promote that catalog through libraries, schools, bookshops, 
so that people know that these books have been uh, selected by experts in the language, translators, uh, educators, uh, publishers, uh, storytellers. So they know that these books on this list uh, are good books for their children. And we then hope to do the same thing with uh, the other languages. We also have the first online course in an indigenous language on reviewing books for children. Wow. And this is, a, it's a, uh, again, a COSA um, a course. It's a short little course on YouTube. So if people go onto the Puku YouTube channel, and really I'm asking for support, the COSA-speaking people looking for books, please go onto the YouTube t- channel yeah. and see the the. Um, the little small little course on selecting books uh, uh, on reviewing children's books and then of course people can go to the website www.puku.co.za Eleanor let's um, go back to the the, the issue of language uh, only because it was something that was raised earlier by Chris Vick as well as we were talking about COVID communications is that obviously translation is not the way to go and it's really Excuse me for a moment. Um, it's really about um, starting it from scratch in mother tongue. How, yes. how are you addressing this challenge? I mean, essentially what you're saying is we need as many writers as possible to write these books um, in mother tongue for young children. Yes, well, I think it's two things. It's to get what is existing and to yeah. make sure that you have all the good works, existing works that are on the catalogue. Because people can write books, they go out of print, the publisher closes down. And so it's, it's actually to make sure that people know about what exists. And then to look at what isn't there and commission books and translate books. Translation is important and it's good to translate from other languages into your language. But it's even more important to originate. And that was a big problem with the COVID. Uh, um, it was translated. And translate, you, need to, you need to have originated material in the language. Yes, yeah. And I think there's, a, if there's an issue of economy. You, people need to be paid to work in their languages. And yes. this is a thing that's really, really important. I was frustrated during this COVID week when... Uh, uh, Organizations contacted me because they know we know a network of people who can translate and present in those languages. And they expected people to just do it for free. And there are people who will do it for free because they want work done in their languages, but it's just not fair. You can do something for the love of it, but if you really want people to put aside other work and focus on that work, then you need to pay those people. And our main thing now, our main challenge is raising the resources so that we can pay people to produce content in, in our languages. So, Eleanor, you are also part of the um, 2022 reading panel. And yes. there's some major recommendations that, that, that are being put through by the reading panel. And, and I suppose the concern is, is, is how do we move those recommendations from recommendations into practice. Perhaps you could just tell us what some of them are and what is actually being done. Yes, you're getting me on the spot. (laughs) One of the the big recommendations, of course, is that all children must have access to books. Mm. In order to 
because the goal is all children reading for meaning by 2030, which means all children must have access to books by 2030. Yeah. If you, you, you don't read for meaning if you don't have access to books. So there's been a lot of work done by an organization like Funda Wande and Department of Basic Education, especially in the Eastern Cape, to have these readers available, basic readers. What they, they've done a very clever thing. They've done put picture books together in a reader so that just to make sure that all schools have access to those readers. And mm. when you do it in uh, economies of scale, you bring the print costs down, yeah. and you can then afford to have those readers uh, uh, distributed to all schools. So that's one major thing that's, that's been done. I think from the Puku point of view, we are interested in having all children have access to books in all their languages by the end of the UN decade for indigenous languages, which started this year, 2022 to 2032 is the UN Decade for Indigenous Languages. As far as we know, there's no country strategy to promote indigenous languages. We do have policies. The policies are great, but there's just not enough investment into either reading or indigenous languages. So one of the big things for the uh, reading panel is to say, okay, there's all these brilliant ideas, and there's also brilliant people doing great things. I mean, I could reel off, apart from Puku, there's Funza uh, Trust, there's African Storybook Project, there's Book Dash, there's uh, Litasa. There's a whole range of people and very good reading activists who are doing the work. There's also the universities. UNISA is doing great work, the Department of Library Sciences, Department of African Languages. But people need to be paid for their work. And there's too much volunteerism in the sector. And personally, for me, that is what I'm identifying as a, a, a big gap. That yeah. a lot of the work is being done by volunteers and volunteers who can barely afford to. So things like data, you know, we were fortunate, and I must commend the presidency for the PESP, uh, Presidential Employment Support Program, which provided grants to organizations in the arts sector, mm. and that included reading and literacy, to do work, to pay people for their work. And we were able to pay people for a whole lot of work, and it made a difference because people were able to buy data. And, you, you know, we're working in an increasingly digitized work, uh, uh, digitized um, space. And if you don't have the basic means of data even electricity, you know, some people working, because if you really and truly want to reach economically deprived communities, you can't expect people just to work voluntarily. Yeah, absolutely. They just don't have the means. Eleanor, we're going to have to leave it there, but uh, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we wish you good luck, and really thank you for the exceptional work that is being done, both with Puku, but in general, looking at uh, early childhood uh, reading and development as well. Eleanor Sisulu, we appreciate you for joining us. It's 8.51.